Hey everybody, it's Lon Seidman. It's time once again for your weekly wrap-up. And this week we're going to take a look at the big electronic shortage going on right now. There's actually a shortage of components that go into the things that we buy. And that has led to a huge problem across many, many industries. There's a lot of reasons for this and it's actually kind of interesting. So we're going to explore what is happening right now and what we can expect as the year progresses. So let's get to it. Now, what prompted today's topic was the announcement that the analog pocket was getting delayed until October. This is a much-coveted retro gaming device that plays Game Boy games, Game Gear games, Atari Lynx games, basically everything from the 80s and 90s, and it does it through the use of an FPGA chip. And the company Analog that is making this has made a number of successful uh, FPGA-based game consoles that have been very well received. I loved every single one of them, and I own them all. And we have the announcement here up on screen, and they're citing uh, electrical component shortages and logistical issues as to why they can't get this thing shipping on time. And this has become kind of a running theme here on the channel this year because I've had a very hard time getting in the types of things that we usually look at here to review on the channel. A lot of lower cost items, a lot of really cool gadgets from companies you've never heard of before. All of that stuff is almost non-existent right now because it's so hard for these smaller companies to get the components they need to make the devices that they want to sell. And that's hurting the channel in the process. Now, the reason why things are so out of whack right now is that the pandemic has really thrown a wrench in just-in-time forecasting. And that's been the mantra that most international businesses have been working under for decades, because global trade has been largely predictable. And if I'm making Sony PlayStation 5s, I'm not going to want to keep all of these components sitting in a warehouse that I have to pay for. I want those components arriving right when I need them. And because of how things can be forecasted, because things generally before the pandemic worked pretty much on a schedule, you would know when you needed to order that chip based on how the raw material markets were doing for silicon, for example. And you could order that chip and know it'll get there right before it needs to go into that console and you can keep things flowing very efficiently and make more money. It's something people go to school to do, to learn that efficiency. But the pandemic really upended everything, starting with the timing of when it all began. Because as things started to shut down was the time in which China was shut down for the Chinese New Year and was beginning to open back up again. People in international trade often plan months in advance for the Chinese Lunar New Year shutdown because everything pretty much is shut down across the country. And so you build up enough stock to hold yourself over until things reopen. And then if they don't reopen, like what happened in uh, 2020, you're really in trouble. And then on top of all of that, people's needs in the marketplace on the consumer end change dramatically. And there's a great article here in CNBC from the CEO of a large U.S. chip foundry that makes components that go into all of the different things that we use. And what he's saying here is that uh, the CPU chips have not been so hard to get, although if you're looking for a Ryzen processor, you might disagree. It's all of the other stuff. And a lot of these foundries were working on 5G components for mobile phones and all of the things that uh, were just kind of driving demand at that point. People weren't buying PCs as much as they had been, and they were predicting that decline of PCs to continue, but the increase in sales for 5G phones to continue going up. And then what happened? Well, the pandemic happened, and suddenly people needed computers again. So if you look at uh, 2020 sales of PCs, 
they were on the upswing and I think they had the best sales they've had in decades for new computers. And this doesn't even account for all of the Chromebooks that shipped during that period of time because as schools shut down, we had to get those Chromebooks out to as many kids as possible so they could do their remote learning. And it wasn't just PCs that got hit with this shortage. There was a big shortage of webcams that use many of the same components that might go into one of your computers. Uh, Logitech had a real crisis on their hands because suddenly a product that probably wasn't a big part of their offering these days became very, very popular almost overnight. Uh, things got so crazy that Wise gave out a free firmware update to turn their security cameras into a webcam if you were really stuck. We did a video about that a year ago. And then, of course, you've got your game consoles. You still can't get a PS5 or an Xbox Series X. You've got the scalpers running around uh, driving up the prices quite a bit on those devices. And then even something like the Nintendo Switch that's been around for four years is usually sold out when you go to look for one. I think you can finally get some of the uh, handheld versions, the mini one, but the big switch that you can plug into your TV has been very hard to come by even now, a year after this crisis began. And it's not just consumer electronics, it's also automobiles because a lot of these same components went into cars and with the PC industry sucking up all of these parts, the auto industry hasn't been able to make cars because they don't have the electronics they need to complete them. So there's a prediction here in this Reuters article that auto sales could be down by 1.3 million units globally because they just can't get all the components to put into the car to actually make the car. And that's how extensive this crisis has become. And then of course we've got the big GPU shortage going on right now. This is all pandemic related. Uh, we've got the component shortages. We have the increase in demand from gamers and others that want to upgrade their PCs. And a big driver here is what the pandemic has done to the crypto markets. Bitcoin is through the roof. NFTs are wildly popular almost overnight. All of this crypto activity requires people to be mining blocks on blockchains. And the best way to do that is of course with a GPU. And these things are just in super short supply because the miners are gobbling them all up because there is a lot of money to be made right now. Lots of money is flowing into crypto markets because many investors are seeing crypto as a safe place to park cash because they fear inflation as the economy begins to recover. So we're going to see this, I think, continue well through this year and likely into next year too. And then you've got logistical shortages to deal with. One of the big ones right now is a shortage of shipping containers. These are the tractor trailer size boxes that you put on a big cargo ship to move freight around the world. A bulk of the world's trade is done via container ships and there's just not enough containers because they're not in the right places and they're not making them fast enough to keep up with demand. So you could have your products done and ready to go, but there may not be a container to put them in and you might miss your ship because there's no containers around. And then demand for global shipping has gone up tremendously. Uh, according to Drury here, the cost of freight is up 220% over last year. That is huge. I used to work a little bit in this business and this is crazy how expensive it has become. Uh, look at the Shanghai to Los Angeles route here. It's up 196% over last year. And that's one of the fastest routes from China to the US. And then you've got all these other things that have happened like the Suez Canal issue where you got this ship stuck for a week 
and you've got all this freight now that's backed up and now you've got a supply chain disrupted just by the fact that this ship got stuck in a canal somewhere just a perfect storm of all of these different things happening to disrupt this just-in-time uh, delivery that everyone has been expecting. So this has been a year of a lot of changes, and I think a lot of companies are going to be rethinking how they do business. What we're seeing here in the U.S. is some indications that companies want to invest in manufacturing locally. A big announcement last week was Intel. Uh, looking to spend $20 billion on chip foundries in Arizona, and they plan to make chips for other companies to try to meet some of this growing demand that kind of came out of the blue here. And one of the companies they're courting is Apple, who they were trashing a week ago. Uh, but sometimes fortunes change, especially if Apple needs to get their chips made quickly. That might be an option for them although they will likely take those chips and put them on a plane and fly them over to China to get integrated into the final product. But who knows, maybe Apple might see some value to making more phones closer to home as well. And now if you think about all these big companies and all these demands on supply, uh, think about how hard it is for a little company like Analog to get all the parts that they need to make their device. They are very low on the list because they don't make that many devices. They're awesome products, but not that many people are out buying one of these things, and they get kind of pushed down to the back of the line because they don't have the buying power to compete with some of these big companies that are just gobbling up all of these components. So hopefully by the fall we'll see it, but it might be a little bit longer than that. So let's take a look now at some predictions for the coming year. I usually get this stuff wrong, so we'll see how we do a year from now. I put a note in my task manager to revisit this part of the video in April of 2022. Now the first thing is something that I think is likely going to happen, which is a swift recovery from the pandemic. And I think here in the United States, it's only a few weeks away. Uh, the vaccines have proven to be incredibly effective, more so than I think a lot of people thought a year ago. Uh, we're seeing evidence of that efficacy in the numbers nationwide and locally. And I think as more and more people get vaccinated and protected, uh, things are going to rebound very quickly. Both my parents are done with both of their shots. They're out and about enjoying uh, doing the things that they couldn't do before. I'm waiting, but we're getting there. I got my first dose of Pfizer a couple of days ago, and my second dose is in about two weeks. And as we get more and more people vaccinated, you're going to see things really pick up. And I think that's only weeks away here. I think it's going to be a little faster than a lot of people think. Uh, the next thing, though, is that the shortages in high prices that we're seeing are going to continue throughout 2021 uh, because I think a lot of companies are going to be reluctant to bring everybody back right away. I think some schools will still be either hybrid or kind of jumping back and forth because we're still going to see uh, cases out in the community. So the demand for some of these components, I think, will continue for a little bit longer. And I think high prices will likely be also coming along for the ride due to the freight logistics that have to get evened out and all of the component shortages and other things that we've been talking about. But at some point in 2022, and I would say probably around this time next year, there's going to be a big market correction. And the reason why I think there's going to be a big market correction is that these companies have largely relied on the past to predict the future. But the future right now is going to be totally unpredictable because the modern economy has never recovered from a global pandemic like this. So there's a lot that we don't know, and we don't know whether or not people are going to continue working from home after the pandemic. We know some will, but we don't know how many. I, for one, am looking forward to getting out of the house a little bit more than I have been in the past, and I suspect a lot of other people will too. 
and that will determine whether or not you want more smartphones or more computers, and that remains to be seen. So I think what's going to happen is these companies are going to work very hard to meet the current demand, but that might result in a glut of inventory, both of components and finished products. So I think by this point next year, we're going to have a lot more stuff we can buy at better prices. And mark my words, April of 2022, you'll be able to get that PlayStation or Xbox or Nintendo Switch when you want it. And you might be able to start finding PCs at more bargain prices. And that all depends on how well these companies guess what the future is going to be like, because right now it's very uncertain. So buckle up and we'll see what happens next. But if you don't need a computer right this second, it might make sense to wait a little bit to see exactly what happens here. Because with all of this gearing up, I think there's going to be a lot of supply out there and the demand is going to settle down here at some point. Now I'm sure this topic will generate a lot of discussion, so I'd love to hear your comments down below. We often hear from people that are in the industries that I'm talking about, so it would be great to get some professional expertise down there too. I'm just reporting on what I see out there, but it'd be great to hear from some people that have more direct experience and knowledge. So I look forward to that discussion. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. And this week's wrap-up is being brought to you by all of you. That includes two super chatters, Travis Rhodes and Thomas Anfang, who contributed during one of my live streams last week. We also have a bunch of supporters to thank who contributed via the YouTube membership program. Some of these might be familiar names too. Mark Dell, Ring Digital TV, Chris Allegretta, Austin Pritchett, Aerotiv, Elaine N. And we also have a corrected pronunciation to make from last week. I totally butchered Michelle Lemieux's name uh, last week who contributed via the donor box page. So hopefully I got it right this week. And if I've ever mangled your name, let me know and I will fix it on an upcoming wrap-up video. Now, if you want to support the channel, you can. You can go to lon.tv support and make a monthly or a one-time contribution. Uh, we also support Patreon, the YouTube membership program, and Floatplane. We've got a bunch of other channels you can find me on, including my Extras channel, where you can find supplementary content, mini-reviews, and unboxings. We've got my podcast, which is an audio version of this show. And then, of course, you can head over to my Amazon shop and follow me there because I do a lot of stuff on Amazon these days, too. You can engage with the channel with my very infrequent email list at lon.tv email. The Facebook group is always a fun place to come to visit with me and other viewers of the show. And then, of course, we've got my store where I sell previously used items for low prices. And I have an email notification every time I add something to the store. Uh, we did just sell the Amazon clock on there. People got in on that one real quick. But I still have the folio case for the iPad Pro 11 up there. And we're going to have that projector that we reviewed last week that Brian Parker let us borrow. He's going to have me sell it for him. So that uh, Nebula projector will be up there very shortly with some accessories. So sign up for the email alert and you'll get notified uh, when anything gets added to that store. And that is going to do it for this week's weekly wrap-up. Please keep those questions and comments coming. I hope you are all safe and healthy. And I will give you a full recap of my vaccine experience once I've had that second shot. So a lot more to come. 
And we'll have a lot more coming up this week, too. That's going to do it for now. Until next time, this is Lon Seidman. Thanks for watching. This channel is brought to you by the Lon.TV supporters, including Gold Level supporters Chris Allegretta, Tom Albrecht, Mark Bollinger, Sergio Morales, Mark Dell, Jim Callagher, and Stephen Sue. If you want to help the channel, you can by contributing as little as a dollar a month. Head over to lon.tv support to learn more. Don't forget to subscribe. Visit lon.tv slash s.